0: Father, I thank you, Lord, for the leading of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that you are omnipotent and that, Father, you can do all things. And you are the can-do God, as you spoke to me last night and this morning again. You are the can-do God. So we thank you for that, Lord. And Father, help us to stretch our own understanding of who you are and who we are and you in us. That, Lord, we might be able to fulfill the call in our lives and also to walk in victorious in victory father so that we are not walking with our heads down but only to worship you not father in that which looks down because we're afraid to look up be blessed O lord let every word be true guide me guide us holy spirit bless those who couldn't be with us this morning wherever they're at and all those online in jesus name amen and amen and amen i wrote to you um, first of all I, I want to get this out of the way i need to do this because some people too many people are asking me from all over the place so i have a little it's very hard to see video of uh, of a woman uh... who's who's trying to escape in ukraine it touched my heart so hard um, that i tried to grab it on my phone as best i could i sent it to to Dwayne and he tried to grab it from NBC News he couldn't get it so but just just bear with me and watch this a moment if we could turn the lights down and put it up please it's very short very very brief lights down please there we go thank you you need volume motion advance 43 year old Tatiana Paravanese her 18 year old son Nikita and her 9 year old daughter Alisa Tatiana worked for a company based in California. She lost her family and she was very proud of her kids. She gave them all she could. Today in the with that 84-year-old Valentina, with each step she prayed. <laughs> dear Jesus, to it first. <laughs> Let us live through the day in happiness and destroy Putin and expel him from Ukraine. Okay. And Richard joins us. Richard, the U.S. assessment is Russia could insert. Did you hear what she was praying? Dear Jesus, what? Let us live. Stop Putin. How many of you think God doesn't hear that prayer? That's a pure old lady taking every step as a refugee, looking back at her home in shambles, nothing left. And all she could do is cry out to God. At this stage in her life, it's probably the last thing that she contemplated, isn't it? And the last thing that anybody should have to endure at any time. Beloved, I've been in discussions with a lot of people in the last two weeks. I've I've heard all of the prophetic voices every which way. Too much dizziness going around. Too many people speaking things that, forgive me, should just be quiet. Too many people and and I'll name him uh, because he's been named and he named himself Pat Robertson you know I like the man I honor the man, but the man is not the voice of God in everything and him declaring judgment on the Ukraine and saying that you know God's using Russia and Putin for his judgment, please please I was in the in the midst of writing something and I received, uh, somebody sent it to me from Brother Dutch Sheets, and Dutch had sent something out about the Ukraine, and he basically did a very eloquent and scriptural basis uh, refuting of that. He did it so well that I wrote back to him and said, Dutch, rather than me write it, can I just use yours? And he said, sure, brother. And then he wrote back to me and he said, can I use your State of the Union response that you did? I said, sure, brother, it's kingdom. Some of you may have seen it and heard it. I didn't expect them to read it word by word. Let me make it clear, very clear, and I say this with the unction of the Holy Spirit. God is not using Putin to judge Ukraine. Putin is demon-possessed with the spirit of the Antichrist. And he's on a mission. And he's very dangerous. And we need to understand that that country which was 44 million and is declining because people are fleeing and getting killed. Probably many, many more numbers than we know. That country of 44 million, yes, they're, they have a history of corruption. Hello. Have you been watching Washington, D.C.? Have you been watching how many council people and mayors just locally go 50 miles have been charged and convicted of bribery? Should God use the Ku Klux Klan to wipe out the south side of Youngstown? That's how ridiculous that is. Or should God use... East Liverpool to wipe out Warren where most of the drugs are coming into the area for? That's how ridiculous that is. Forgive me if I've offended anybody. That's not my intent. My intent to show you is how ridiculous that is. Our God's an awesome God. And there may be 100,000 corrupt people in the Ukraine. God's not going to destroy that country for that. He heard the prayers of that old lady. I wept as I watched her. I had it recorded. I watched it over and over and over. And you may not have heard, but they said every step she took, she took, she was saying that same prayer. Help us, God. Help us, God. And the one before that was a woman and her two children who were killed, 18 and 6 years old. I relate to that. I have grandchildren. Some of you do too, and children. So what do we do? We pray. We don't quit praying. We pray for those people. And we we pray as warriors that God would allow that demonic force that's been released to fall into its own pit. And yes, we pray for our country, but beloved, I have to tell you that our country is leading from behind. We're not leading. We're waiting for everybody else to do something and then we follow. We're in a bad shape when it comes to leadership right now. And I'm not being political. I'm just being factual. So you'll see a letter that'll come out from me soon and it'll be pub- posted and published and probably ridiculed by some, but the Lord put it on my heart as I was in discussions even with my son last night that these are war crimes that we're watching in real time. You understand that. It's not that they didn't happen in Syria. Some of you who served, and my son who was there, he saw them happen in Syria. It's just that we didn't have real-time videos of them. Our news media wasn't covering it. Children were being, in, in, in whole cities leveled and annihilated like they're trying to do in the Ukraine now. And the same thing happened in Chechnya and Georgia. This isn't something new for this monster. It's just that he's come up against a wall. And I'm a little bit of a political scientist at times, it's my degree, and I can only wonder, why is the world waiting to really bring up the charges of war crime? So my letter is basically going to be an open letter declaring these are war crimes, and it's going to parallel the war crimes of the Nazis, and how those that cooperated and served in those war crimes, were all hunted down and charged. Putin's people need to understand that they're doing war crimes. And those generals who are getting the news, Russia's not getting the news, those generals and those commanders and even those soldiers need to understand that they are participating in war crimes and that they will be hunted down and charged. Just maybe we'll see that some of them will say, I can't do this because he's not going to be there to protect him forever. This is merciless. This is demonic. This isn't God's judgment. If it is, then I suggest all of you, you go find some country to live in that doesn't have corruption. I don't know where it is. But I would suggest to you several places in this country to get out of quick, if that's what we expect God to do, if that's our God. God's a merciful God. We learn from Abraham crying out, Lord, if I find 50, if I find 20, if I find find two, how about one? How about one? And I want to leave it with this. That woman looked like a woman that I prayed for over in Kiev four years ago. I was in the downtown Kiev. I was at the auditorium, the largest one there, the opera auditorium. Myself and Sid Roth, lined people up and prayed for them. I must have laid hands on 800 of them. They were Jews. 700 Jews gave their heart to Jesus Christ that day. I wonder how many of them are alive right now and fleeing. We did another crusade in the downtown area, open park. Thousands came, gave their lives, their hearts. Those are God's children. My heart weeps for them. My heart also weeps for the conscripts. Do you understand what that is, a conscript? These are young people. Look at your young children, 15, 16, 17. They're, They're made to go serve in the Russian army. They don't even want to. They don't have a choice. They're called conscripts. They were sent to that front, told it was an exercise, that they weren't going to have to invade anybody. And then they were sent in, and some of them, without enough ammo and enough food, those Russian soldiers. And they realized the horror of having to kill people that spoke the same language they did. And they saw people that looked just like their brothers and their sisters and their friends and their children. And they realized that this wasn't a war that they were supposed to fight or do, and they're getting killed. At least we know 6000 of them or more this is all at the hands of a cruel man who is demon possessed and he needs to go yes. Yes, yes. so be clear about it please be clear about it if i've offended anyone that's not my intent but at the same time we must be those who are not confused don't be confused don't be confused. Understand evil for what evil is. And wow, we aren't called to hate sinners, we are called to hate evil. I had to counsel somebody yesterday because they've been under such oppression from a superior that's over top of them. I said, have you prayed this prayer? Lord, change her heart or remove her? She said, no, I never prayed that one. I said, well, you can. I've done it It worked. I didn't say kill her. I didn't say hurt her. Remove her. That's the favor and the authority of God. Change her heart or remove her. She said, I'm going to start praying that. I'll I said, you'll see activity very quickly. We'll pray. We'll pray that God changes her heart or removes her. He'll know what to do. And if you have a problem with that, read the Psalms, okay? I won't preach to you out of the Psalms about it, but it's very clear in there. David got a little tougher than that. Lord, prepare a snare and a pit for my enemies. And he, I mean, he laid it on them. But we'll go with that. So I wanted to get that out. Now I just want to focus on on how wonderful the Lord is and how great he is. And I'm so gracious to God that you know we can come together in a church that's free in a land that's free, no matter what your perception is of politics. And that God allows us to do this. I know there was a prophet out there who recently said he'd prefer to be, um, this was before the Ukraine thing, and he put it out and it was all over the place, that he'd prefer to be under uh, under the administration of Putin than under the present administration. That's an idiot, okay? That's an idiot. That's not a prophetic voice. Just so you're clear about that. That is not, I don't, you know, you say, the, the Lord says don't call anybody a fool or an idiot. When he says something like that, that's an idiot. So I just tell him, head on over there. If you like that better, get out and go. Because when people have a prophetic voice and use the office of the prophet, they need to be careful what they say to other people. I don't take stuff like that lightly. Because it hurts some people. People came to me. They were confused. They were hurt by it. That's not good. So be clear. Brings me down to this, which I've been talking to our leaders about. Be careful out of the wells that you're drinking from. Don't drink out of too many wells. And then be confused because you'll find all kind of different flavors and tastes and all kind of things. Be established in who you are and what His truth is. right? Be established in it so that you know when you're hearing something that's that's not right, you can immediately Stop it. And judge the voices. Discern the spirits. Look for what's truth. Because even the elect will be deceived in these days that are coming forth. And that deception isn't coming just from outside the church. It's coming from within the church too. We need to be wise and smart and to weigh everything according to the the Word of God. One thing you'll know is that uh, I've never worried about trying to build numbers by being apolitical to a sense that we don't speak truth. I, I, I'm i so past that it doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, you know, we must, 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 must speak truth. And we must understand that that we overcome by truth. And people need to know truth. And we need to be tested in truth. So, I'd like you to look at this scripture if you will with me please it comes out of ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. and this is set up by what i'd sent out and that says that you have uh, three personalities working in you now (laughs) right away my wife said what i said you have three personalities working in you i'm going to tell you what it's not it's not um it's not a mental condition. It's not a dissociative identity disorder. That's called DID. That's split personalities. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not something that's a mental condition where, where people have two or more separate personalities that manifest sometimes even with different voices and things like that. Um, and typically, you know, when split personalities, when there's two or three or more and it's, Associated psychologically, there's anger, there's depression, there's all kinds of things that go with it, there's seclusion. Um, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the living, real persons of who you are and who the Lord is that are in you. And we want to talk about that balance very, very quickly. So, having said that, I'd like to go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us now we get excited about that and we've broken that down before but i'd like to do that a little bit more as we encounter this word of god it's a great go-to verse for us when we are challenged or just want to retune ourselves or remind us of who we are and what we have this verse if you will it explodes doesn't it it explodes with power and with abundance. Those are your forceful words. He, he can do everything according abundantly and, and with power. Now, how do we tap into this? And so, I want to focus on two realities that are within the Scripture. One of them is that God can do, and the other one is you can do, we can do, I can do. God can do and you can do. When we strengthen with these truths and walk with this, then we can walk with victorious power in all things, right? I can do all things through God who strengthens me. But first of all, we need to be convinced that God can do all things, don't we? And so we need that revelation of the omnipotence and the character of God. And uh, I'm going to ask them to get up on the screen this video that Duane and I were kicking back and forth last night as I pondered the universe. How about Genesis 1, if we take the lights down, please. Genesis 1 says this, God created the heavens and the earth. To us, it was Bing, and we just can only imagine it as probably was at the time when that scripture was given forth and brought through, most likely through Moses, was just simply looking up at the heavens. That was the extent of the revelation of heavens. But now we have a much greater revelation of the heavens we see a universe that is so infinitesimal as far as we know that we can't even calculate it we realize that no one in a human lifetime is ever going to be to apprehend it or comprehend it that the only opportunity you're going to ever have to take a journey through that universe is in a glorified body in an eternal opportunity of time and light where time doesn't matter anymore and when we look at this and we can merge this omnipotence of God and understand how vast this universe is, how amazing it is, how it goes beyond anything else that we could understand. Uh, Just so you can get it, and you've heard it before, but I want to do it with you. Just one galaxy, the Andromeda. I sort of like that one because it sort of has almost my last name to it. The Andromeda galaxy. It's a huge mass of stars. It's in the northern sky, and it's 2.4 to 3 million light years from Earth. Now, a light year is the distance that a light travels in a vacuum in a year. That's a light year. And so if we break that down, it's about 6 trillion miles. And this one is 3 million light years away from us. So if you want to get uh, mathematical, because I was interested as I was reading it, it says that it's 18 quintillion miles from Earth. That's 18 with 29 zeros after it. That's the distance of that, yet we can't comprehend it. And that's another galaxy. And that just starts the exercise. Beyond that and beyond that and beyond that, they could only imagine. Another interesting thing is that what they have been able to understand is that the universe is always in motion and forever expanding. Always in motion and forever expanding please let's grasp that this could maybe give us a glimpse of that character of the omnipotence of God always increasing and always abundant a capacity that's never ending forever moving in him we live and move and have our being and forever increasing beyond anything that we can possibly understand a God without end wasn't isn't that apropos that when he said, let there be heavens and earth, that he created heavens without end, limitless. We don't understand the limit of it. There may not be a limit to it. It may be an expression of God himself where he just says, you know what, I just want a limitless university. I want to just see uh, forever and ever what I've created never stops moving and going. Look at that for a moment and, and just imagine Just imagine being a flick of light in the middle of this massive creation that God has done. But yet, He says to you that He can do everything abundantly greater and in power than anything you can imagine. He's a can-do God as we worshipped this morning. He can do anything. We know through Luke and we know through other scriptures where Jesus said, with men this is impossible, with God all things are possible. And he was talking on one hand about the healing and and deliverance, and on the other hand, he was talking about a rich man that couldn't be pulled through the eye of the camel in the wall of Jerusalem. He was talking about with God, all of these things are possible. So we have an all possible God who can do anything and everything with limitless abundance. That's an amazing revelation. And I, I really, if nothing else comes out of this for you this morning, I would pray that you just grasp that revelation deep inside of you, that you meditate upon it and realize how great, how powerful, how awesome, how unlimited God is, how nobody, nothing else can move like God moves. Now, let's let's go with that and add that He's also omnipresent. Omnipresent means that God is everywhere at once. So at the farthest end of that universe that's moving and expanding and forever creasing, there is God. And in you, in every episode, in every event of your life, in every breath, there is God. And God is a person. And a person has a personality. And God's personality, He gives us a glimpse of in His names and the names that we hear of, that God heals and that God restores and God prospers and God knows and He's the captain of the Lord of hosts and that God has glory and under His banner. We have so many different names for the Lord that allow us to get a glimpse of His personality. But this one above all, above all, gives us the most comfort in understanding god's heart to us and to everybody who calls out his name right he says he loves even those who don't love him and know him he so loved the world that he gave his only son god is love and it's an immeasurable love ever increasing it has no limit to it and, and the wonder of that love is that he's inside of you with all of that capacity I don't know about you, but my mind gets boggled as I try to, on one hand, uh, get, a, get a glimpse and a revelation of this amazing, overwhelming, ever expanding, all power, all present God who's glorious and victorious in everything that he says and does. And somehow, like almost watching some kind of a science fiction movie, forgive me, it's just, like, it all comes inside of me. Because He comes to dwell inside of us. Does that that boggle your mind? It does when you realize how vast God is, but yet God is so vast that not only is He not limited by expanding the heavens, but He can also be able to inhabit us in the fullness of His Godhead however He wants to with the portions that He gives us in a moment in a flicker of an eye when we accept Jesus Christ. I, I... I don't know about you but i stammer with that it, it, it's mind-boggling it's it, it's beyond anything that science could possibly amaze me with or that any new gadget could amaze me with is that the living god of the universe who creates all of this lives inside of you and me why why does he live inside of you and me he doesn't have to remember david and his love for god he 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 said, God's living in a box, right? We have a replica of it there. God was was living in what they carried on their posts in the chest. It was like a chest. He lived in that altar, that little altar that went forth. and, 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 And that's where God's presence was. It wasn't that he was living there, but that's all David could understand. That's how God manifested himself to them, because God was in everything and everybody and everything. But he wasn't yet in people at that point because there wasn't the washing away of the word of God for the cleansliness for God to live inside. So as we accept him, we receive the person of God inside of us. And then as we go back and contemplate that scripture in Ephesians, we, we end up understanding unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly exceedingly abundantly let's 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 just dwell on that for a moment exceedingly abundantly means that it's a process of always succeeding isn't that wonderful if you've ever trained for anything and 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 Carrie, you're working very hard you're, you're climbing up the ladder we're so proud of you and and she's raising a family and she's working and she's got to put up with dave and no, no beautiful 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 couple we're so proud of you and love you so much and i miss you up here girl i don't know what happened but i just want you to know you're missed i just miss you i'm not offending or saying anything i don't even know nobody even told me why you weren't here but i just miss you dave i miss you too but not as much as her She's climbing the ladder. She's working at it to exceed where she's at, to exceed some more. Pressing on and following the vision of God. And and she's told me, I'm not sure where I'm going to end up or what I'm going to do with this, but I know God is leading me into this study to get this masters that she's working on and to go forward to become more skilled and and more authenticated and more certified in what she does. And, and that's what the Lord is doing with us exceedingly abundantly. He is moving us up, He is perfecting inside of us, He's making it better, He's giving us more, and He wants us to continue to climb the ladder and to do more and more. You, you know, I watch a young man uh, and what He's doing uh, because I get a, a, a once in a while I get a feed feed down. Uh, from his father or his mother mostly his father and sometimes he and i have a little chat here in the church and that's Braden. Braden may not realize it but he's moving he's moving he's moving he's doing things and he's got a mama who's pushing him pretty hard but that's a good thing you know he's, he's getting the skill sets to go farther and greater and higher and to exceed abundantly and 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 that's what that's the way the lord is to us he's a father and a mother all in one constantly pushing us constantly involving us constantly giving us more opportunities but also more challenges and more tests is it not and sometimes he needs to slap us down and say don't touch that don't do this that's not good for you that's not good for you you need to stop and we don't usually like that why because we have different personalities inside of us now i have a whole bunch of scriptures and i don't have a whole bunch of time So, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of scriptures, and I'm not going to take a whole bunch of time. Even though my clock says it's only 11.15 in the morning right now. Blame that on Dwayne. I don't know what else to tell you. It's 11.18 right now. So, I think that means a different time, doesn't it? Oh, did they change the clock? Oh, they did change the clock. Somebody changed it on me. Oh, Keith, you bailed him out. Keith, that a boy, Keith. Keith's on top of it. Dwayne? Dwayne, you're pardoned. (laughs) Bless the Lord. We have time, but I'm still moving fast. I'm not going to go through all the scriptures. Three persons. Let's go all the way back to when God released all of this creative power. All of this creative power. We get it all condensed down to a couple chapters in the book of Genesis, right? I mean, God created the heaven and the earth. And then He created the light and He put the light inside. All of this just ding, 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 ding. But we understand scientifically what had to happen for all of that to happen. That's that's an enormous synchronization of everything. All of the laws of the universe that He created at that moment. All of the laws that extend from His character of who God is. God is perfectly synchronized, so He created a universe that's synchronized. He created a universe that somehow expands and moves, but yet it has balance within the laws that He created. And then He gets to that wondrous creation after plants and species and animals and all of those things. He gets to that wondrous creation that He calls man made in His image both male and female. And somehow He creates this wonderful image and also says, and let them have My likeness. Not just My image. The image. Three persons, right? We've talked about it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You." three persons your soul your flesh and your spirit your flesh you understand it's not just your body your physical body the flesh is what we've learned to come through the pauline revelation is what the old man it's that old nature that is yet to be regenerated let me talk to you about regeneration I could just I'm sort of getting into it because I'm going to be honest with you I don't really get the, the regeneration of the dead. And if you do, you're far ahead of me. I'm looking for that one person that has it totally figured out. Now, I understood the regeneration of the dead when I was in Orthodox uh, Judaism. Because if you ever look on the western, out, out on the plains, as you go up and you look up on the mountain of olives, and, and what you see are are tombs. And they're all facing towards the wall. Why? Because they know from rabbinical uh, teaching, that the Messiah, when He comes, He's going to come down that 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 mountain and go into the Western Wall. And so that's why today you see them praying there like this at the wall. I was teaching Brother Joe how to do that this morning because he's looking very rabbinical these days. And I told him to go against the wall that's out there, and, and I told him how to dab it. And then I told him if he was really religious, he'd dab it fast. Like this. I don't know if he got it or not, but. If you see him out there, he's practicing to be a rabbi. So, the the, the, the Mishnah that came through that was that there's a, 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 a the the dead, as Daniel said, that came from the prophet Daniel, that the dead are going to rise up when the Messiah comes. And then in Revelation we understand that, and we understand it from Acts that the the, the the resurrection of the dead, and I. I, I, I I don't understand all of that because i know to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord so i know i'm not waiting to get my body to go be present with the lord i know our loved ones who have moved on in the lord are with the lord now they're present with them and i'm going to be there so i'll be honest with you i don't really want this body back i want something better i don't know about you but i got some stuff going on in this body that that can move out of here and You know, I am I'm I'm you know I'm honest enough to know it's not the best looking face in the world. And I also understand that, you know, there's some some wear and tear on this body. So I don't really know that I want it. And 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 you like me, we say, well, we know dust goes to dust, the body goes away, people you know I, I don't really understand all of that. But I knew it's a regeneration. And I know that the generation and the regeneration give us a clue of God's process working inside of us. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead in the glory of the Father, right? Romans 6.4 Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Romans 8.11 And the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead dwells in you and I and will quicken our mortal bodies. Now, here's the way I like that one. The glory of the Father. The Father in me. Right? The Father in you. Jesus in me, Jesus in you, the Holy Spirit in me, the Holy Spirit in you, the three persons in one in this, in the person of God in me, that's one of the personalities. One of the personalities in you is the fullness of the Godhead. And the fullness of the Godhead has has a personality. What is that personality? You can't get your arms all around it, but he can get his arms all around you. And you know that it's exceeding, it's abundant, it's all powerful, it's omnipotent. And you also know that jesus christ was raised from the dead and if that spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in you then he regenerates you right that's born again it's a regeneration phase one phase one regeneration is you are born again and you will not taste death again you may taste flesh death but you will not taste spiritual death that personality that personality with you is the spirit that God has given you a new spirit and that spirit will tag your soul along with him as he goes into eternal life your soul is what your mind your emotions you can relate it to the heart not the physical heart but the spiritual heart and so the mind is a very big part of that that's another personality and that personality is willing with the spirit and the spirit is willing with that but there's something in the way and that's your other personality, the old man called the flesh. And that old man, it says, was crucified with Christ. Yes, but does that mean that people still aren't subject to sin? No. What do you, how often do you have to crucify that old man? Every day, sometimes some of us more than every day. Sometimes I got to do it by the minute or the hour or the five minutes or the guy pulling up next to me and my wife and I were just absolutely We actually laughed at it, but we were traveling on the highways down in florida between meetings and one car pulled up and somebody started cussing and yelling at us and we knew we didn't do anything because there was nobody in sight and she looked at it. she goes what is it about us that attracts that and <laughs> and then another car pulled up about an hour later and this guy pulls up and and uh he sort of looked like like uh, 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 like a cartoon he was dressed sort of cartoony. And he, he pulled up next to me, started complaining about something. I just went like this and Laura Lee said, Where, where'd he come from? I said, I have no idea. I never saw him before. So I started, I started laughing because he looked so funny. He pulled up in front of the red light, got out of his car. I thought, oh, Lord, I, I don't want to deal with this right now. And he started to come back. She takes out her little video, starts videoing the guy. So he, he says, well, if I'm on camera, I may as well see. He's moving around a little bit on the video. And then he goes in his car, and I thought, I hope he's not getting a, a piece out, right? And I'm thinking, I'm yeah, yeah, down in Florida, I got my concealed, where's it at? And I'm saying, ah, I got the Lord. <laughs> so he pulls out of his car and takes out this big wad of money, and he starts fanning it. It's all $100 bills, and he's pulling it out more, and he's showing it to us more and more. And I'm starting to clap. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. And he's just, so then he gets back in the car, and he gets back out and shows us more, more money. And Lord Lee's capturing the whole thing, and I'm laughing. By this time, I'm howling. I I said, "This this guy's a howl. I don't know what he's been, I'm impressed. I'm telling him, I'm impressed. Great, you got a lot of cash, brother. You must be selling drugs. I'm laughing and smiling at him while I'm telling him that. And he pulls away, and he pulls away. It was an opportunity for the Spirit to take authority over the flesh. Now there was a day that I would have got out of the car and we would have met each other and we'd have gone at it. And I would have thought he deserved it, right? For what reason? For what reason? We have to have that opportunity with the three personalities. We have to feed the spirit through the spirit of God. Merge the spirit with the spirit of God. The spirit of man communicates with the spirit of God. God is the spirit. How do you do that? Through the reading of the word, through edifying, through prayer, through worship. Worship is an experience. It's an encounter with God. That's why, beloved, I encourage you wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, when you enter into worship, you know, and and, and me included, you you could be headed to have the worst message you ever heard. But if the worship is there, I don't care how skilled the worship is, dive into the worship worship the Lord it's an encounter it's an experience with the living God and what's he do not only is he inhabiting you but he's inhabiting the praises around you so now you have the influence on the outside the influence on the inside and it's emerging when we merge our spirit with the spirit of God look what happens it's limitless it's exceedingly abundantly moving with power that word power is energies, right? Energy. There's energy in power. You might be just having a drudgery day. You might be tired. And, and, and you're tired because you worked hard. You're tired because you've got a lot of things on you. You're tired because you're starting to count the cost a little too fast is what's happening tomorrow. You're getting oppressed with too much going on. That's when you need to then take the time and merge your spirit with the Spirit of God and bring that energy back in, that exceedingly powerless, never-ending, limitless, creative energy. God's energy is creative. He'll create a way for you out of the doldrum that you're in if you will allow Him to. You know, I've, I'm i just so amazed that many times when I'm ready to pray to the Lord for something, I realize He's already doing it or done it. And, uh, and then, once in a while, and I don't like it too often, as I look back at something where God disciplined me. Some of those disciplines are painful. I don't like them. I don't know about you. But when I look back at it, I've come to the point I can thank him for it. I do try to thank him in it. I'm going to tell you, I'm not very good at that. You might be better than me. I mean, you know, when, when you're really getting brutalized, it's hard. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hit me again. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's a good one. Let me, let me have another one. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Ha, oh, beat me down. Come on. It's hard to do that, isn't it? But looking back, it's easy to do. Looking back, I say, wow, Lord, you did a work inside of me. You see, the Lord had to do a work inside of me to have that victory on that highway in Florida. It could have been a bad outcome. It could have been a terrible outcome, right? But it was funny. And today I can laugh at it, but I take, I'm in joy because the Lord had a victory. His spirit and my spirit merged. And in that spirit, Frank flesh was contained. Frank flesh was knocked down. You have three personalities inside of you. You have the flesh. Some of you might have better flesh than me, but my flesh is nasty. My flesh, I can't find any good in that flesh. That flesh lust, that flesh is competitive. That flesh wants to criticize, that flesh wants to reject, that flesh wants to be selfish, that flesh wants all kind of things that aren't good for my spirit and my walk with God. But then I have that soul, that mind and that emotions and 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 then we have to what we have to renew our minds we have to let that mind be in you that's also in christ jesus we have to ask the lord to work on that mind and we have to work on that mind not just in the instant but we prepare don't we we prepare that mind so that as the things of life come against us and the flesh begins to talk a different voice than the talk of the the mind should be, and the Spirit is leading us to, that we already have a vocabulary that's based upon the power of God and the Word of God. And that mind says, no, this is the way it is because this is what God says. I don't care what the man says. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the false prophet says. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to believe God according to His Word. I know my God. My God's merciful. My God loves. My God has all kinds of things. My God has power to heal. My God has power to give. I know who my God is. I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to dwell on that. And if I if it comes back at me, I'm going to retune my mind one more time. And my emotions are going to go with my mind. Now I'm not going to tell you that you need to jump with joy in the middle of the fire. You might want to jump, keep your feet off the coals, but i'm not telling you you need to jump with joy in the middle of the fire but i am telling you that you need to set your face like a stone just like a stone towards the light of god say i am not going to be moved and in whatever face you want to make go ahead and make it but don't be moved and protect your peace when your peace begins to leave you you know that the other voice is beginning to overwhelm you so say peace be still let your mind begin to think upon it and let him say he's the he's what is it? shalom yeshua shalom he's the messiah peace messiah messiah holy spirit the peace that passes understanding flood me flood me flood me begin to begin to dwell on it declare it move that mind into that place so that your spirit again merges with the spirit of god and that person of god is the same person voices view you. your spirit speaking his spirit are you getting it all right, come on. Are you getting it? Yeah. This may not be so deeply, so deeply revelational, and it may be for you, but it's foundational. I had a vision the other night in the middle of the night. I was praying. I found it very strange because it was an old foundation. How many of you, Dave? I know you have, and those who have built and Brian and stuff like that. You've exposed something, Jeff. You've exposed something and it's an old foundation. It was with sandstone or something in the old day, and that foundation isn't too good. And somebody wants to build upon it, and you're telling them, oh, I don't know about that now. I mean, that foundation's already damaged. And I was with somebody and fresh concrete was being poured in the corner the cornerstone. And I had a shovel, and I was moving the concrete over the old foundation. And then I looked back and I saw that old broken foundation. It was still in place, but it was built with a different kind of stone at a different time. And I was wondering, why are we putting this fresh, new, concrete over this foundation? And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me as I pondered it. And He said, Son, build upon the foundation that I've already built. Build fresh and new and strong upon it and I thought wow that's exactly what he's given me for years built upon the firm foundation of the word of God with fresh revelation that concrete was fresh revelation so I said Lord help me never 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 to forget about the beauty of the old foundation and that's what this is about you have three persons three voices working in you speaking with you they're interactive And when we can bring those personalities inside of us in balance so that they're working together, we're walking in victory. Victorious life. Making sure that the old man, the flesh is succumbing to the Spirit. That the soul is already prepared with your mind and with your emotions. And that you're washing with the Word of God, with fresh revelation. Building yourself up in the Most High Spirit praying both with understanding and not understanding that's why we've been encouraging people to pray in the spirit because it builds you up it's a language exchange a divine language exchange that comes from the spirit of God into your spirit and that spirit then encourages and edifies and builds up on it and a fresh concrete is being dragged upon the old foundation and helping to build stronger upon what you already have that's good stuff that's good stuff And when you look up here, now to Him, God, God who? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. I feel sorry for people that preach Father only, Jesus only, and no Holy Spirit. It's like, wow, why would you want to reduce God to that? And they've said to me, well, let's talk about it, and I never have. I've read about it because I want to see. You know why I haven't talked about it? The Lord says, don't get into vain disputes with people. That's a vain dispute. I don't need to dispute with somebody that it's not it's not God only, it's not Father only, it's not Jesus only, and there's no Holy Spirit. I don't need to dispute that. Right? I say, nah, it's it's the fullness of the Godhead. And if you just if you just go and read the Pauline epistles for yourself, you'll get it. Go read the Pauline epistles. You'll get it straight. Now to him. Who is able to do exceedingly exceedingly forever growing just like you see the universe abundantly above all above all listen oh wow above all that you ask or think stop right there that voice of your soul crying out can't think above all that you ask or think it can only Ralph it can only ask what you think you can ask It only understands this much. It only understands mostly what's empirical, what we see, taste, feel, touch, what we already know, what we've already experienced. We have to really stretch our vision to be creative because it's not already there for us. But this says He's able to do above all that you ask or what you can think. Wow! What I can think, He can do more than I can think. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes I have a very hard time thinking more. Do you have a hard time thinking more? We, we we just get we just say that's it, it's over with, it's not gonna change, she's not gonna change, he's not gonna change, it's not gonna change, they're not gonna change. That's what it is. So Lord, I'm asking you to help me deal with the situation I have. Wrong. The Lord says, you don't have that situation. You can't think of what I've already thought about. You need to ask Me for new. You need to ask Me for regeneration. You need to ask Me for recreation. You need to understand old things have passed away and all things can become new. You need to think like I do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to what? The power. What kind of power? In us. God says, don't put Me on a pedestal up in heaven. I'm there. That's My throne. But I'm also in you. Draw upon that power that's in you. Not humanistic power. Not the power of the universe that's and that kind of stuff. We're talking about the power of the living God working in you. And that the Holy Spirit, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And I want you to know something else. Even though God is three persons, He's indivisible you understand that if the Holy Spirit's working in you then the whole Godhead's working in you God the Father God the Son God the Holy Ghost all working in you the word is living how do you think the word is living because of the Spirit of God working in you it's an organic system you have 78 organs in your body and it's it's working in 12 systems 78 organs working in 12 systems And, and 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 the brain source of all of that is your brain that's the one that's handling it all. Well, you've got the Spirit of God working in you with many, many, many more parts working inside of you. And the brain trust of that is the Spirit of the living God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, right there with the Word, the living Word right there, ready to activate. And finally this. You have been predestined from before the beginning of time. Your flesh didn't manifest until you were consummated in the womb. That's when it began. That's where life begins. And yes, you came out of the womb and there you were, a baby. And you grew. And you're, some of us are still growing in ways we're not sure about. But you grew. And in that instance, but prior to that, your soul and your spirit were already coded in the book of life. It says in Romans, right? 11, you were predestined and then you were called. And those who are called are justified. And those who are justified are glorified. You're in a book of life. And it's like you're beginning and have the opportunity to come to the fullness of everything God has already designed for you. The only person that can stop that is the person inside of you. Not God. You have a potential that's exceeding, that's abundant. It's beyond anything that you can understand. And many times we have to step out. We have to dare to take that step. We have to dare to do a little bit more than we've done before. We have to dare to serve a little harder than we've served before, to give a little more than we've given before. We have to dare, dare to step out so that we can step into the things that God has for us. So you're predestined. That's a good thing. You know, don't don't get all overwhelmed about Calvinism and all that stuff. They could argue that's another vain dispute. God said it. I believe it. Romans. Predestined. Called. Justified. Glorified. I thank God that He's sovereign. Amen? I thank God that He's sovereign. I thank God that even though I can't understand why some things are happening and some things aren't or what God chooses to do or doesn't to do, I know one thing. That voice inside of me has convinced me beyond anything else. My God is sovereign. The devil... He's not sovereign. I'm not afraid of the devil and I don't challenge the devil. I don't need to. Jesus already beat him. My God is sovereign. My God is sovereign in the good. My God is sovereign in the bad. My God is sovereign in the good times. My God is sovereign in the bad times. My God is sovereign in the dark. My God is sovereign in the light. My God is sovereign. When I rejoice in victory, my God is sovereign when I have to fight my way through defeat. My God is sovereign and knowing that He's sovereign and that's the character of my living God, I can have the peace to rest in Him knowing that all things work together for good. Because I love Him and He loves me. You love Him and He loves you. And because of that, because of that, His righteousness is working all good things for you in your life. Amen. So let the voice, let the voice of the living God Be the voice that you first of all listen for and that you merge your voice into. Lock up the flesh. Fight the flesh. Fight it every day. Don't let it come back and beat it down. Call it what it is. The soul, feed it. Feed the soul. Feed the soul the Word. Feed the soul worship movie. Feed the soul fellowship. Fellowship. Mm. Fellowship. Too many people getting pressed out of fellowship right now. You know, church hurts push people out of church. That's not good. That's a tactic of the devil. Church hurts hurt people, and so then they're afraid to fellowship again. I need you. I need you. I cannot help God build His kingdom and do what He's called me to do if I'm a foreigner in the kingdom. We need to be in the kingdom together. We're fellow citizens in the kingdom of God, both in heaven and on earth. We need one another. We need fellowship. I give kudos to our women and men's ministry you know i, I as i watched cars come in yesterday and <clears throat> i was so blessed and i was praying over them and i had some time right so it was like okay lord i'm here doing this so i'm just going to pray that's my function today and i was so grateful to the lord to see a church being used on a saturday morning with women and men coming together to fellowship to fellowship with each other praise god praise god Praise God for that. So Lord, we thank You. We thank You, Lord, that You can do all things exceeding abundant. That You're the can-do God. That Father, You are before what we ask and before what we can think. You're greater than all of that. I thank You, Lord, that Your power is working in us. I thank You, Father, that we aren't those who need to be confused or led around, Father, by vague words about what to follow, but that we know You and we know Your Word and we know Your character and who You are. We thank You, Father, that we have that reality and that revelation that You're the God who can do and that we can do all things through You and with You. We thank You for that, Lord. We bless You for it. Father, rest with fresh spirit, revelation, power, and excitement upon Your people. Father, let this revelation that we keep building upon this foundation give us maturity and growth and joy and peace and help. Thank you, Lord, that wherever we look, you've already been there. You are there. You've gone before us and you're going with us. Thank you, Father, for your limitless love. In Jesus' name, amen.